0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shuram and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Yoma, Daf Lamed Tet Amur Aleph, at the beginning of the fourth parak, Taraf B'Kalpi. And this is now a description of the lottery that would take place on Yom HaKippurim. Uh, as the we move ahead with the Kohen Gadol's Avodah the Day, Taraf B'kalpi. Taraf literally means to mix things up, almost like to stir. So he would stir the cards that are inside this box, Vehalashne goralot, and he would come out with two signs: So each one would have that written on it. Haskan According to this version, the Skan kohen gadol is on his right, and the head of the Beit Av of that day of the Mishmerat Hakohenim is on his left. Im if the his right hand had the card that said Lashem, so the Skan, who's to his right, would say, Kohen Gadol, lift up your hands. If it was his left hand, then the Rosh Beit who's on his left, would say the same thing. And then he would put the Goral on the two goats. There's one goat on his right, one goat on his left. Whichever his left hand lifted up, will go on the left goat, and the one on the right will go on the right. Vi. Lashem chatat, because he would say Hashem's name, and he would say that as he put the one on the on the one that had Lashem. Rabbi Shmuel Merlo Yitzurich Lomar chatat. He didn't have to add the word chatat. Ela Lashem. Everybody standing around would say Baruch Shem Kvod Machutol Leolam Vaeid when hearing Hashem's name. Uh, and that was, of course, the in shameham forash. Now, lama li taraf First of all, why does he have to mix his hands up? So he wouldn't intentionally pick one. Meaning, we'd want to make sure he wasn't intentionally picking the shame in his right hand. We'll see the history of that. Amarava kalpi shel eitzaita. He said the box was made out of wood, v'shel cholaita, and it was a secular box, meaning it had not been uh, sanctified. It only had room for two hands. So, I understand why it was only big enough for two hands to fit in there tightly. So, you shouldn't feel around and figure out which one had la shame and pick it in his right. So why don't we sanctify it? The answer is, then we would have a clichérait made of wood. We don't make it because it's too cheap the Zahab, so make it out of silver or gold, make a fancy box and makan it. The answer is that Torah Chasam Amunam The Torah never made such an obligation, and the Torah by doing so indicated that it didn't want us to spend money unnecessarily and to save the Jewish people's money. Now in the description we find that our Mishnah's version is different than this Breitah. And this Breitah is authored by Yehuda quoting Rabbi Eliezer the, it wasn't the coin gadol's two hands. It was the coin gadol's right hand and the Skan's right hand going into the box. If was in the coin gadol's hand, the would say to him, "Lift up your hand." If the Hashem came out in the Skan's right hand, then the head of the Beit Av would speak and say to the Kohen Gadol, say what you have to say. Right? In other words, he would say, you know, you identify which is which. So why don't we have the Skan say that to him? The answer is, the Skan would be disappointed that he didn't get Lashem. He'd be upset, so we wouldn't further embarrass him, as it were, by having him say to the Kohen Gadol, speak your words. Now, what's the difference between our Mishnah and this B'rita? scan and me coin gadol. He says the right hand is always preferred, so the right hand of the scan is even preferred over the left hand of the coin gadol. And the other holds that they're not any different and therefore we prefer the coin gadol to do both hands. Oman so who's the author of Ramishal the of course, we rely on him for many things in descriptions of the mikdash. Why is the skan on his right hand side? That in case at that moment the queen gadol become pasul, the skan can take over. In other words, he wasn't there to put his hands in, but rather he was there as a backup. Alright, Tan Rabbanan, we have this, uh, history that I mentioned about the right hand. Shimon Hatzadik, who was the Kohen Gadol in about the middle of the period of the second Beit, back in the, uh, in the Hellenistic period, the early Hellenistic period, uh, was the sort of the glory era of the Beit Mikdash. And the 40 years that he, uh, according to tradition that he was Kohen Gadol, Every year, the goral would come up in his right hand. Since then, sometimes it would be right, sometimes it would be left, but it wasn't a sure bet. The strip that we'll read about later on of, uh, of the ribbon that would be put up over the hechal that was uh, red would go white when the sayur lazazel was thrown off the cliff. Uh, it would always go white in his day. After he was no longer a Gadol, after he died, then sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. One of the miracles of the Mikdash was that the western candle, the middle candle, would always remain lit, even during the day, just con- consistently lit. Uh During his period it was always lit. After Shimon the Tzaddik, sometimes it was daylight, sometimes it wouldn't. The fire on his Mizbeach got stronger and stronger. And the only thing the Kohenim had to bring to add to the fire was the two logs that are part of the avodah to be brought every day. To the mitzvah not purely avodah really, but, but uh, per se, but the mitzvah uh, of uh, as stipulated at the beginning of uh, Parshat Tzav, After Shemot Tzadik died, sometimes the fire got stronger, sometimes it didn't. So all these miraculous things uh were no longer a consistent presence in the Mikdash. And the Kohanim kept bringing Eitzim all day because sometimes it would get stronger, sometimes it wouldn't. Okay. One more point is that the, the public menachot, the shte on Shavuot, the Omer brought on, uh, Pesach, and the lechem brought every week, was so filling and so blessed that chokhoin shemigyo kazayit, any coin who got even a kazayit of any of these, some, some would eat the kazayit and be satisfied. Some people would even leave some over because it was so satisfying. And they didn't need the whole kezayit, a small amount. After that, there was a curse. Now it was not, sometimes, sometimes, now it was consistently a curse. Every coin would get like uh, the size of a bean, and that's all they got. The more modest ones would let other people take it, and the more ravenous ones would grab it. So there was a story about a kohen who took his own portion and another guy's portion. Vayu korinoto ben chamtsan adyomoto. He had this uh, title till he died. Ben chamtsan and chamtsan is like chamtsan with a sin. Rav Shilo might cry. Save me from the evil one, from the uh, from the decept, from the the sinner and the chomets. So chomay chir should be read as chomes. Rava Mar Mehachalim do a tiv d'ishu mishpat d'ishu mishpat ashru chamots. The reading chamots is like chamutz, meaning support the one who has been robbed. Ishru chamots ve'al tashru chomes. don't support the robber. All right. So that's what this guy who's like taking advantage of other people being more tzanuah. Tan Rabbanan. Otashana shalas shemit b'ashimot tzadik. We go back to them b'ashimot tzadik. Amar The year he died, he said to them. Shana I'm going to die this year. He said, in the third person, I'm going to die this year. How do you know that? Every Yom Kippur, I would have an elder, dressed in white, so some sort of Malach, who would look like a Zaken, and who would uh, join me in going to the, Beit Hami, into the Kodesh Kadoshim, and go out with me. This year, on Yom Kippur, I was an elder, but he was wearing black, and he was wrapped in black, signs of mourning. He came in with me, didn't go out with me. So I know that this, I'm going to die. After Sukkot was over, he got sick for seven days and died. And the Kohanim did not want to use Shem Hashem in Berchat Kohanim, uh, but rather they would say it the way we say it, uh, Adon, etc. Now, Remember, so what we set up till now was, in the original Breitta, that in Shimonat Sadiq's years of 40 years, there was, uh, consistently this, these miracles, and afterwards, with the exception of the, of the Menachot, it was, uh, an occasional thing. Sometimes the Nair would be delayed, sometimes not, sometimes the was Bin Kaber, sometimes not, and the Menachot were in general bad. Uh Now we go to the last forty years. So, symmetrically, the last forty years of the Mikdash it never came up on the right hand. And The strip never went white. And the western candle never stayed lit. that, but the doors would open on their own, as if to say, "We're welcoming the enemy." Rabbi Ben and Zaka, Yocham and who was uh, a young elder at the time, turned to the doors. Um, and, uh, and Amarlo, he said, Why are you scaring yourself? I know that you're going to be destroyed. We already have a new from the beginning of Bait Shani. Open up your doors and the cedars will be burned. But nonetheless, you don't have to open it now. So parenthetically, why is the Mikdash called Levanon, And that Nevoah, and alluded to in Sefer Dvarim HaRazel uh, Yisrael Lavan, and he whitens the the sins of Yisrael, and this goes back of course to the Lashon Zazorit, that would go white. Why is the Mikdash called a forest? It is Yar H'alvanon just like the yar grows things, so things grow in the Mikdash. When Shlomo built the Beit Mikdash, he planted all sorts of plants of gold. They would give fruit in the normal time for that kind of fruit. When the moon both through them, the fruits would fall. They'll make sounds, the fruit will make sounds like the Levanon. A man I tap on a on the koanim would uh, get pranasa from those gold fruit that would fall. When the uh, goyim came in, it's unclear if this was referring to the Romans or perhaps even to Antiochus or earlier. Yavshu, they all dried up. The fruit of the Levanon is now mourning, dried up. But the Hashem will bring back. She will be fruitful and be singing and, and rejoicing. back uh, So he would put the Goral on the two Sirim. There's ten times the Koin Gadol says, Shem Hashem. In our um, reenactment of the Avodah, we actually do it three times. And that's when we bow, but there's really ten times. Shloshab vidui arishon, when he does the first vidui, so we do one of those, but when he does the three, the first vidui, he says, Anna hashem, chatati aviti, so it's hashem, he says God's name. Then he says, Anna vashem kaperna, and that's again, shem hashem, and then he quotes the pasuk, lifne hashem titaru, he says shem hashem, and shloshab vidui shene, the same things in the second vidui, on the same par, when he does for all of the koanim, Ushlo Shabbos Sumer Shta Third is the third vidui on the Sumer Shta for all of Am Yisrael. The same thing. Ana Hashem, Ana Hashem, and Lifnei Hashem. Echad b'goralo to one of them here where he says announces Lashem Chatat or Lashem. When he would say Hashem, his voice would be heard all the way in Yericho. So he says it's ten parseings from to Yericho. And the moving of the doors of the hechal is heard over 10 chume Shabbat. That's 16,000 amot. The goats in Yericho would sneeze because of the smell of the Torah. And women in Yericho don't have to put on perfume because they have that sweet smell of the Torah there. And kashet A, a uh, bride getting married yushalim does not have to put on any perfumes because the the torat. As for nolgai, my father had goats on haremi chmar, which is on the other side of the Jordan. and the torat would make them sneeze over there. An elder once told me this story. I went to Shiloh. I smelled the k'torah within the walls of the remains of the mikdash, of the mishkan that was there, and that was, of course, a thousand years after it was destroyed, at, the, at least. Now we get to the halachat. Picking the goral out of the kalpi is vital, and if it's not done it's no good, but putting it on the animal is not and if he didn't do that and just pointed to the animal, identified it, it would be fine. He said even picking it up is not now, there's two ways to view this. First of all, Rabbi Yehuda's position is that any action done in which we are now in Bigdei Lavan, and done outside of the, mikdash, out of the mikdash, out in the yard, as this is done in the courtyard, is not maakev. So kuli amalop pligi to Everybody will agree. Meaning Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Yana will agree that the uh that the aliyah is not maakev. Ki pligi alibur of Nechemia. The disagreement is only according to Nechemia, who says that even Avodab be bigdei varim hanasim Lavan b'chutz are maakev. Ma'adam maakva kubin Nechemia. So Rabbi Yanai, who says it's Ma'akev, is just following Rabbi Nechemia straight up. So according to Rabbi Yanai, in this approach, this issue would be a machlok, Rabbi Nechemia, Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda. Ma'an dam how did Rabbi Yochanan explain it? He said, Hanimili Avodah. He said, when did Rabbi Nechemia say that something done outside in Big day Lavan is still Ma'akev? That's if it's an Avodah. Hagwala lav Avodah But the lottery is not an Avodah. That's version one. Ikadamri, we have another take. I'll leave it, Rabbi Nechem, Yama Makva, Klamelop, That Rabbi Yame, Rabbi Yochanan would agree, according to Rabbi Nechemia, that this is Makhet. Keep Pliga Rabbi Yuda, the Machlok is according to Rabbi Yuda. Mandar Malo according to the one, according to Rabbi Yochanan, it says, Namakhev, Krabbi Yuda, just reading Rabbi Yuda straight up. If it's done in Big Day Lavan outside, Namakhet. Mandar Manda Makva, according to Rabbi Yame, Shani Hacha, Detanabe Kra, Asher Allah, Asher Allah, even Rabbi Yehuda, according to him, would agree here that it's ma'akev because it says Asher Allah that Goral that came up uh, Asher Allah and it's Asher Allah Zazel that it says twice to indicate that it's ma'akev. Now, mitvere challenge mitzvah lehagriil. There's a mitzvah to do the lottery, even though he grilled kasher, and without the lottery, it's kasher. According to that first version that says that Rabbi Huda, everybody would agree that according to Rabbi Huda, the Aliyah and the Hanachar and the Makh, then that, 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 we said, Mitzvah, the Hagril, Himaloy Grill, Kasher, would be Rabbi but According to the second version that said that even, that Rabbi Huda, even there, uh, it's not clear that he would, uh, that he would say it's not ma'akev. So the one who says it's not ma'akev, it's a hamani, But who would then be the one who says it's ma'akev? So the answer is tiny mitzvah lahaniach. Not that it's ma'akev, but rather mitzvah lahaniach. Everybody would agree it's not ma'akev according to that. Toshma. Mitzvah lahagril ulahit vadot. So we have a writer that says it's a mitzvah to do the hagralah and to do vidui. Lohi Grill veloit vada, if he didn't do either, kasher. Chite machin amelaniach, if you think lohi Grill just means to put it on the animal, eimaseifa, look at the ad, Rabbi Shimon omer, lohi Grill kasher, pasul, if you didn't do the vidu, it's pasul. So my lohi Grill, what is lohi Grill? Ile ma lohi neach, if you think it means, in the context of that breiter, to put it on the animal, Cherebi Shimon sava hagwala ma'akva. So does Rabbi Shimon say hagwala is ma'akva? Vatanya, metacha mean, mevicha rosh loba gwala de Rabbi Shimon. We're gonna see this later on. What happens if you have the two animals, did the, did the, the, uh, lottery, and then one of them died? According to Rishimon, you just bring another one without Hagrola, and that takes its place. So Hagrola is certainly not market. So Rishimon, lo yadda mai kam And the answer is Rishimon wasn't clear on what the rabanan was saying. Hachi kam is what he said. I if by Hagrola you mean the lottery itself, come read to, I disagree with you about that one thing de If you think it means Hanacha, not only do you have to do the Hagrallah, but you also do the Hanacha. I disagree with you about both. Both whether you have to do the Hagrallah itself, and about whether the Hanacha is Ma'akev. Okay, we'll stop at this point. We'll pick it up in the next podcast. meantime, you should have a wonderful day.